Hey, you guys doing good? I love what Pastor Jason said about, you know, if the pastor doesn't think this is the greatest church in the world, then you should get out. But I also think that if you don't think your home church is the greatest church in the world, you should find that church for you. Uh, I think that, that wherever you attend should be, in your honest opinion, man, this is the greatest church. And that's what I feel, and I hope you do too. This is an awesome church. Amen? I love it. I love what God's doing. So, um, Rocktober, man, it was amazing. Those of you who don't know, we just got out of uh, this three-night events for, um, for, you know, these teenagers, 7th through 12th grade. Uh, it started Wednesday. We appreciate your prayers. We appreciate all the volunteers who made that possible. In fact, if you're in this room and you volunteered, thank you. Seriously, let's put our hands together for the volunteers because that would have been impossible <laughs> without them. For real. Uh, incredible, incredible. Before we get into, um, you know, a little bit of a recap, we'll see, we'll see a video next week. I'm going to show you all some pictures in a minute, though. But um, before we do that, I just want to say it's always interesting because before the event takes place each year, something crazy happens, like, in our lives. <laughs> and uh, I definitely believe in spiritual warfare. Uh, but, you know, some people really over-spiritualize that. Like, if you sneeze, then they're like, oh, the devil's making me sick. You know? <laughs> so some people blame everything on the devil if it goes wrong, right? But, um, but in this situation, though, I definitely think when you're right on the verge of something amazing or when you're about to go into, like, a, you know, a, an event like Rocktober where hundreds of teenagers are impacted for the glory of God, uh, stuff happens. And so in 2012, uh, before the event, uh, Brooke and I had some just crazy stuff, a lot of drama going on <laughs> with different people, and it was just, it really distracted us from the event. Um, but it still went amazing, praise God. And in 2013, right before October, literally the week before, um, our house had an infestation that had to be treated, and we had to live in a hotel for a week. <laughs> that was fun. And during that time, uh, my, my son, who was two at the time, got bit in the face by a dog, had to go to the ER and get stitches. I'm like, man, all this before an awesome week, you know? Um, and then last year... My son, uh, he was running around with our dog. Our dog's just an eight-pound ball of fur, you know, it's a little Pomeranian running around. They're both yipping and yapping and having a great old time. And then somehow my dog manages to dislocate his hip. And so, and it was so sad. And, and my son was crying and everyone's freaking out. And Brian, he's such a saint. He went with me to the doggy ER and we sat there for, you know, an ungodly amount of time till like 2 a.m., and then um, <laughs> the doctor was able to, you know, reset it, and he had to wear a goofy, you know, like a cast and limp around for a few months. Um, not Brian, my dog, right? But, um, but he's fine, thank God. But it was an awesome year. And so this year, we're literally days away from the birth of our third child, which is awesome. Praise God. <laughs> And so this year, leading up to the event, we're like, man, what's going to, is she going to give birth like just right here on stage? Like what's going to happen, you know? Something's going to happen, you know? But sure enough, the worst thing that happened, not that that would be a bad thing, but the whole stage part, that, that wouldn't be good. But uh, the worst thing that happened was uh, our air went out. And uh, it was only for one day, and it happened to be the day that uh, it felt like fall for once. So praise God, that was the, uh, the worst of it. And uh, still no baby, but maybe this week. So be praying for us, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. My first girl, so really be praying for me. Yeah. Ruby. Ruby Autumn. She is going to be awesome. I can't wait to meet her. Um, but listen, this, this event, 
it really did go incredible. And we appreciate you guys who helped. Appreciate everyone's prayers. Um, every night of the event, we had inflatables and all kinds of fun stuff for, for kids to jump on and hit each other with and different stuff. And um, one thing that we did that I thought was awesome, um, maybe you've heard of a mechanical bull. And so this year we got a mechanical shark. And that was just awesome. Uh, <laughs> I rode that thing, and that was really difficult, but awesome. That guy's just handling it like a champ, man. Um, So first night of October, it was a blast. Um, We took out all the chairs in here to make room for as many people as possible, so everyone's sitting on the ground, and we packed this place out. Praise God. Uh, Seventh through twelfth grade, there's these teenagers were in here having an incredible time. We had an incredible encounter with God, most importantly. And so we, we talked that first night about this bridge in Paris called Pont des Arts, and it's known as the Love Lock Bridge. So if you're not familiar with it, that's a crazy picture of it. But um, over the years, it accumulated over a million padlocks, all right? And they ended up weighing over 90,000 pounds, and it destroyed the bridge. Like, they actually had to remove them all and post signs, you know, as, you know, as the years went on. Hey, we can't do this anymore, and they had to remove it all. But I tied that in to the cross and how the cross is a bridge, right? And so as a symbol of that and being established in the Lord, we had every teenager come up here with a padlock, write their initials on it, and lock on to the cross to establish their hearts once and for all. Amen? That was awesome. And then our family did one, which is so cute. I just love it. That's ours right there. Yep. But uh, it, it's just awesome seeing teenagers respond to God. Isn't that incredible? And on that first night, 42 decisions were made to follow Jesus. 42. And uh, listen, this is, this is what means the most to me, is we can have a lot of fun. We can make a lot of noise. But at the end of the day, if people don't come to know Jesus, we've wasted our time. And so the neat part is this picture that was taken, um, we said the prayer together in here and then invited everyone who made that decision to go out there for follow-up. And so this is just a picture of what's happening. Um, and uh, they each filled out some information so that we can, uh, in fact, there's phone calls being made by, right now in my office by some of our teenagers so that we can begin this discipleship journey with them. Isn't that amazing? So praise God for that. Yeah. And then... Thursday was a special night, and um, Thursday's cool. I know it's hard to see because this was outside, but um, Thursday's cool because people who come on a Thursday, Thursday's like the awkward day of the week, and so people who show up on a Thursday, it's like, yeah, they want to be here, right? And so uh, it wasn't as large of a crowd, but man, I feel like we, we really went after God on Thursday, and we experienced his power, and we ended the night by uh, going outside under this tent and and lifting our voices together and worshiping. Brian did a great job leading some acoustic worship out there, and it was a really special moment. And then Friday, we had a worship concert here with Bella Reeve, and they were incredible. And again, just amazing being able to see young people lift up their voices in praise to Jesus. And again, that was open to everybody, so if you missed it, I am so sorry. Shame on you. No, but uh, that was open to everybody. Next time you got to be here because this building was full of all ages lifting up the name of Jesus. We had a great time together. So if you were here, you know, right? Uh, And then um, we thought it would be fun to uh, uh, show, you know, that all ages crowd how we play some games. And so we, uh, we had this game this week called the Party Pinata. And the Party Pinata is awesome because we had a big pinata hanging in the back of the room. And the, the, the purpose of the game is... Whoever comes up here, they get a stack of Frisbees, and they have to hit the pinata with a Frisbee. And that's way harder than you would think. 
And so if the pinata is struck with a frisbee, the whole room has permission to lose their minds for 20 seconds. It's party time. If that frisbee hits the pinata, it's craziness in here. And so we did that with our teenagers for a couple days, but then we thought it'd be fun to have some adults come up and play that. And so sure enough, we had <laughs> uh, some adults do that. We got a video of it. It's Glenn Bywater, and, and he, yeah, it's just awesome. So check this video out. We'll show you how the party pinata goes. So that was fun. <laughs> Glenn Bywater's got some moves, man. That's awesome. Hey, listen, one of the highlights for me, though, on Friday was um, we were all hanging out outside under the tent before we all came in here for the worship concert. And this guy approached me, and he was, he was telling me he's a bus driver for one of the local schools, and he overheard the teenagers talking about the event and inviting their friends to, to, the, to church. And he was like, I just wanted to say I'm so moved to hear young people talking about church on my bus. How amazing is that? So he showed up to the event. <laughs> That's awesome. Praise God. That's, that's just so cool. So I loved that. I wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, today, I'm excited to talk to you guys about a name of God. We've been in this series on the covenant names of God. And uh, it's been an incredible series. If you hadn't gotten a card yet, um, you'll find one in your seat. And there's some at the, at the tent. It lists these covenant names of God and what they mean. And so I'm privileged today to be able to share with you Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Let's pray real quick before we get into that. Lord... We love you so much. We thank you for the good work that you are doing in all of our hearts. Thank you, God, for the victory that was claimed this week in many young lives. And thank you that you're going to continue, Lord, to impact young people and and people of all ages uh, through the good work you're doing. So we pray right now, God, that you would open our hearts, clear out distractions, and speak to us through your word, Jesus. We thank you that it's living and it's active. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. So um, this name of God means banner. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But... Um, I was raised in a church where seeing a banner was not an uncommon thing. Now, when I say banner, I'm not saying the type of banner that would be, you know, hung down the sidewalls of a traditional church and had, you know, pictures of doves on it and a communion cup and all that. Wasn't that good? No, I'm saying people brought their own banners to church. They're like, yep, I'm getting my praise on up in here, you know. <laughs> like, people would, like, kick off their shoes sometimes and just give them, give them some room, you know. Look what the Lord has done, you know. Like, we had church, man. We had fun. We partied with Jesus. And uh, I was raised in this church, and it was a wonderful, wonderful church. And uh, my friends and I, we uh, lovingly referred to this one lady as the ambulance. Because when she felt the Spirit of God come over her, man, she would go, ooh. (laughs) Yep. That's how you know God's moving. When she starts sirening off like that, man, God's moving. (laughs) Then we would sing songs like Victory in Jesus. Anyone know that song? Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior. Okay, so one person knows it. Awesome. Um, (laughs) Great song, uh, Victory in Jesus. And did you know that this name of God, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner, it means and represents victory. Victory. And did you know that if we literally lived our lives as though that was true, 
that there really was victory in Jesus, so much would be different, right? When we live like the victory really is in Jesus, we can claim that victory as our own. It's not our victory, it's his. That what we, that's what we have to remember. It's his victory. It's nothing that we've done to earn that or to achieve that. It's not our own efforts. All victory was established that day on the cross, and now he offers that to us. Amen? So you either live in his victory or you walk in your defeat. Now, that's a decision that we have to make, sometimes daily, sometimes multiple times a day. There's, it, it is difficult, trust me, I know, and I know that I'm not that old, so I still got a lot of life, hopefully, ahead of me to experience different things, but I know that it is very difficult to walk in Christ's victory most days, or to at least claim that as your own, like, yes, victory is in Jesus, because what he did on that cross, he established once and for all that he would take our sin, he would take our shame, he would take our death and our defeat. And if we put our faith and trust in him and what he accomplished, then in turn he offers us his victory. Amen? So we get to live in that. We get to grab hold of that. But it's nothing that we did. It's all what Jesus did. You with me? So Jehovah Nisi, it's amazing through this series looking at each one of these names of God. Um, I know Pastor Steve and Pastor Jason w- would, would agree. Each one of these names of God are so deep. There's so much to them that so much more could have been said in each one of these parts of this series. So same thing for Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. But since we're on the tail end of this youth event, Rocktober, um, and we've been looking at how God wants our hearts to be established, um, I'm going to tie these ideas together. Is that cool? So check this out. Is he your banner? Have you established the fact that you will live in victory, that you are more than a conqueror, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Have you raised that banner in your life? This name of God, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner, comes from Exodus chapter 17. So we're going to take a look at that together so that we can have some background. Exodus 17, starting in verse 8. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, The warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. Wow, what a cool story, right? There's so much to this, but we're going to focus on this a few things. First, Moses recognized the need that he had to go into this battle with the staff of God. Now, this staff 
was recognized by all of Israel because God used it to accomplish many miracles before this one, okay? So this staff has been through a lot, and so whenever people looked at it, they recognized that as the staff of God. And in that day, the word banner didn't always mean what you and I would think. It was actually less of a fabric flag, and it was more of a wooden pole or a staff, a banner. Sometimes at the top of these, they would affix a, a precious stone or, or some metal so that it would shine in the sun. And when the banner was lifted up, it would give direction to the masses. It would serve as a rally point for troops. Or if it was waved, it was a sign of victory. Yahweh Nisi, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Here we see Moses, he goes up with the staff of God, a banner, if you will, and realizes that as long as he holds his arms up and he's holding the banner of God, the staff of God, Israel would have the advantage. Israel would continue to win. Now, there's so much symbolism here, so don't lose me. We talk sometimes about how worshiping God is important. And didn't the youth band do amazing? They did so good. So we talk about how important that is, and maybe you come in here and you see people raise their hands or you've seen that before. And that is such an incredible thing to do, to worship God, because A, you are, you are showing a sign of surrender to God. You're lifting it up to Him, just outwardly showing that. But B, you are physically moving. And this is so cool because, you know, when you fast something, when you give up food for a certain amount of time or you give up something and in turn spend time with God, you are telling your physical self that what matters most is your spiritual growth. So likewise, when you're worshiping God and you lift up your arms, especially when you don't feel like it, you are reminding your physical self of what really matters. That's powerful. And so here we see Moses. He is holding up his arms And in his hand is the staff of God, the banner, the victory. And every time his hands would go up, the Israelites would have the advantage. But every time they go down, they would begin to lose. So here's the question. What are you raising when you're in the middle of a battle? When you're in the middle of a difficulty, a bad situation, are you raising hell or are you raising hands? Are you allowing everyone around you to know just how miserable you are and how bad you have it? Or are you going to cling to the victory that is found in Jesus and raise that banner high so that everyone around you can see, hey, the victory is in Jesus. It may not look like much of a victory right now, but I'm going to claim that in Jesus' name, in faith, Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Amen? So listen, we got to get this as children of God. We got to stop walking through life with the banner of defeat the banner of heaviness, and start raising high the banner of Christ's victory and walking in that. Amen? So are you throwing in the towel or are you throwing up his banner? Jehovah Nisi. It's powerful to be able to stand your ground when you're in the heat of the fight and raise that banner high that says, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. He's my victory. It's not victory that I've claimed as my own is not something that I've done to earn this. He's already done that. He's already established that. I'm just going to start living in it. Amen? Jehovah Nisi. If you think literally a banner draws your attention, like maybe when you walked in here, you might have noticed this one, <laughs> right? Uh, or maybe when a, a banner is waved, your, your eyes are drawn to that banner. So here's another question. What kind of banner are you raising? Because whether you realize it or not, 
in your situation, in your circumstance, in life, you are raising a banner. Like here, here's an example. A lot of Christians these days, they love waving the banner of what they are against. <laughs> I'm against this. I'm against that. This, this, and that. But people need to know more about what you're for, right? Or maybe, maybe you know, the world's, you know, going crazy, and so you just need to let people know where you stand, and so you're going to put your foot down on Facebook and, and say, you know, this is my opinion. I'm going to wave this banner. Or maybe... You're having a bad day, so here's my banner of disappointment. Or maybe your situation is getting very difficult. It's stressing you out. Here's my banner of anxiety. But what Christ has called us to do as children of God is only raise up his banner. The Lord is my banner. Jehovah Nisi, he has the victory in every situation. And if we can start walking through life knowing that he is right by our side, you can have that kind of outlook. The victory is in Jesus. Amen? And that's hard to do. Moses noticed that when he put his arms down, when the banner was no longer lifted, God's people began to lose. So you've got to establish in your heart that you will praise him in the storm, that you will lift him up when things are not looking good, not just when they are. Oh, yeah, I give you praise because everything's going great. God, I'm going to lift your banner. But when things are going hard, when things are difficult, when your marriage is on the rocks, when you get a bad report from the doctor, you got to be willing to lift up the name of Jesus and say, hey, Jehovah Nisi, he is my banner. He's going to cover me, and he's going to give me the victory. Amen? you got to establish that in your heart if you're going to live in victory. you got to establish that in your heart. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, is my banner. Someone said this once, and it really impacted me. Jesus plus nothing is everything you need. Jesus plus nothing is everything you need. And oftentimes, we try to add to that equation, right? Jesus plus my best effort. Jesus plus faithful church attendance. Jesus plus whatever. But Jesus plus nothing is everything you need. It is his victory, and it was already established. We just have to grab hold of it, and we have to lift it up when things are tough and when things are great. Amen? It's his victory. So how do we do that? Did you know that there are 10,080 minutes in a week? <laughs> 10,080 minutes. And listen, you guys are all in church right now. That's awesome. And uh, anyone who goes to church at least once a week, uh, 80 of those minutes are spent in church. So 10,080 minutes in a week, 80 of those are spent in church roughly. So do you lift up Jehovah Nisi, claim the victory only in the 80 minutes or are you inviting people alongside of you to witness the other 10,000 minutes of your week and let them, look like, let them see what it looks like to truly walk in victory and have victory in Jesus? Now, that's hard to do, right? Because it's a lot easier to come into God's house with God's people singing God's songs <laughs> and lift up Jehovah Nisi. But when you go back out there to real life, that's when it's hard. But that's when it matters most. Lift up the name of Jesus, Jehovah Nisi, my banner. The victory is in him. Amen? We need to realize that you need Nisi. I need Nisi. Another area we need to recognize the need for Nisi is not just in life situations. It's literally inside of us. There's a war being waged. Let's look at Galatians. In Galatians 5.17, it says this. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. 
And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. That's a, a spiritual picture of physically what was happening in Exodus. Joshua and his men are fighting the Amalekites. They're giving it their all. They're fighting hard. But here's, here's the interesting thing. This battle that's going on inside of us, it cannot be won on our own. You must hold tight to the banner and lift Jesus high. So something that needs to be noticed about this epic battle in Exodus. I've got to believe that Joshua and his men were fighting hard. Right? They were in it to win it. They were, they were giving it their all. They were fighting hard. It even said till like sundown. Like they were, they were fighting. They weren't like, okay, let's take a water break. Give me five and then we'll start swinging swords again, you know? Like they, they were giving it their all. But none of that mattered. The only thing that allowed Israel to advance was when Moses' arms were high, holding the banner of God, claiming the victory. And so what that teaches me and what we can pull from Galatians here is that you can fight, fight, fight. You can faithfully attend church and Bible study and small group. You can try your hardest and put your best foot forward. But if you are not lifting up Jehovah Nissi and claiming victory in every area of your life, you will fail. You will fall. Because victory is only found in Jesus. Only. And so that's a hard one for most of us to realize, but we have to realize it if we want to start walking in victory daily. Amen? And it's possible because Christ already established that. We just have to grab hold of it in faith and know that it is a fact. All that mattered was when Moses lifted his arms up, holding the banner of victory, Israel would move forward. So when it comes to our sin nature, we got to understand that we don't stand a chance. Like, if we're left to our own defenses, we fail. We lose. So you can try your hardest. You can try your best. But at the end of the day, if you are not lifting up Jehovah Nisi and claiming that victory over your life, <laughs> your efforts fail. And that, guys, that should allow something in our hearts to happen that makes us realize how bad we really need Jesus. <laughs> You've not arrived. It doesn't matter if you've walked with God for decades or two days. We need him every day. We have to walk in his victory and know that it is not in our our own efforts. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't mean throw caution to the wind, right? Hey, hey, Jehovah Nisi, I got the victory. I'm just going to do what I want, you know. And then if, you know, something happens, then, you know, someone's going to rush in and help me. No, we got to work hard. It's going to make you uncomfortable. But it is so worth it. Amen? The Lord, our banner, desires to give us victory. Uh, It's going to be on the screen, and I want us all to look at that and let that sink in, because maybe you're in a situation that feels like you cannot have victory over it. It feels like you're just hitting a wall over and over again. It feels like all your prayers are not going past the ceiling. The Lord, our banner, desires to give us victory. That's his desire. Jehovah Nisi has to do with warfare. And in this instance, the warfare involved God's very own. Did you know that God is willing to wage war on your behalf? And that's amazing to me, guys, because we are a fallen, sinful people. 
And God, who created everything and knows you and me better than we know ourselves, is willing to fight for us. Praise God. Someone should say amen to that. Because if we are fighting on our own, again, we fail, we fall, we lose. But Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, my banner, covers us and gives us victory. We just have to carry it high. Amen? He had Aaron and her on either side of him. Moses did, holding his hands up. Another interesting point in this story is that Moses got tired. Moses got tired. It's okay to be tired. Now listen, Pastor Jason talks about this sometimes. There's a difference between being weary and being tired. Weariness is a spiritual state. Being tired is just life. I'm about to have three kids, and they're all under five. (laughs) And I know some of you know more about that than I do. (laughs) I know. I'm tired right now. It's okay. I just got done hanging out with hundreds of teenagers and blaring loud music and screaming. I'm about to lose my voice. Whatever. It's worth it. But being tired is okay. And you need to hear this. Israel's fearless leader, the mouthpiece for God to Israel, Moses, he got tired. And that's okay. But here's, here's the thing. <laughs> this, is, this is so cool. So you got to get this. He had Aaron and her on either side of him. When he felt tired, they scooted up a seat for him. They helped him hold his arms up so that the victory would still be raised for the battle to be seen, right? Every time the Israelites looked up, they would see that, ba- that banner being held high. So he had people next to him. It's funny, the kids back here, they learned this story, I guess, a month ago. And my four-year-old Silas, he came up to me. Uh, and we were talking, hey, what'd you learn? He's like, I learned about Moses and Aaron and her, and he had to hold his arms up, and, you know, Jesus, you know, did all this great stuff. And I was like, that's awesome. Well, you know, what did you get out of that? He's like, well, Aaron was Moses' friend, and I don't, I don't know what she was all about, you know, what she did, but see, I didn't even catch it. It's four-year-old, so yeah. Aaron and her, and he said, I don't know what she was all about. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. <laughs> but Moses had Aaron and her helping him hold his arms up when he was tired. Someone's just now getting it. That is amazing. <laughs> Aaron and her. <laughs> but how, how crucial is that? Listen, you need to hear this. You need that in your life. You need an Aaron and a her in your life. Because when the fight goes hard and when the battle wages on and you are tired... You gotta need. You gotta have somebody who's gonna come in in your moment of weakness and say, "Hey, don't give up. Don't stop praising. Don't stop giving glory to God. Don't stop waving that banner of victory because you're gonna get through this." And I'm with you. You need somebody like that in your life. You absolutely do. You can't go through life alone. And that's what I was saying. As Christians these days, we are so entitled and spoiled because we walk through life. Well, I'm a child of God now, so if anything happens, someone's just going to swoop in and help me. But then we forget we need to also be that for someone else. So just as Aaron and her held up Moses' arms in his, his moment of weakness and fatigue, you need to be that for somebody. So look at this on the screen. Let's ponder this for a moment. Whose hands are you holding up and who's holding up your hands? Both of these things are vital for living in victory. So are you fighting and and working hard and doing your best? Like Moses knew what to do. He knew what was right and he did his best. But at the end of it all, he was tired. He needed somebody to come alongside of him and say, hey, 
hey, we got your arms, man. Keep lifting high that banner. Keep lifting high that banner. This victory is coming. This victory is coming. Amen? So whose hands are you holding up? And let's think about that for a second. I want you to think, like literally right now, in your mind, whose hands are you holding up? And then also, who's holding up your hands? So maybe you only relate to one of those things. Maybe you're like, well, man, I've got, I've got this person and this person in my life, and they come alongside me whenever I'm, I'm feeling down, and they encourage me, and, but I don't know if I'm doing that for anyone else. Or maybe it's flipped for you. Maybe you feel like you're holding everyone's hands up, but at the end of the day, you're the one who's tired, and you need somebody to come alongside you and encourage you. This walk with God, living in victory, this is so vital. You, you have to have Christian fellowship. You have to have godly friends. You have to have accountability you have to have it. Because if you don't, that banner of victory that you are trying so hard to hold up, you're going to get tired. You're going to get tired. You have to do life together. Amen? So listen, we're about to show this video, and this video moves me every time. <laughs> and it's powerful, and it's incredible. One of our own students wrote this, and, uh, and she just did an, a phenomenal job. And we shared this at Rocktober, and it was, it was something very special. Now, this might not be your cup of tea, but I want you to listen to the words and let it impact you deeply because I feel like it goes so well with this theme of victory and being established and doing life together. Yeah? So let's lean in. Let's pay close attention. Let's check out this video. We must hunt for the path we want. We shall confront, not be blunt to the dreams we choose. Yes, when do we lose? But if we aren't trying, might as well be crying. Because we are undermining, not finding, quit thriving for the courage we need. You are the seed for what we need to feed generations young and old. But in order for that to happen, we must be bold. We make our dreams happen, but we get stuck in a trap, so we take a nap, but that's not brave. We need to face society, give God our anxiety, stop living with impriety. We will be humble, we will be kind, because in the end we will find a new beginning, which is in God, a reason for living. So we will keep giving, living, finding a way for others to see they went astray. Because in the sea of gray, they just need someone to say, it is okay. Even if it takes us every day, we'll find a way. So let's start living today. Even when your happiness seems to fade because you had a bad day, a loved one passed away, someone broke your heart an awful way. You don't have the money you need to pay. Whatever it is, I'm sorry. We all face tribulations, had situations, awkward confrontations, but tomorrow is a new day. We should learn a brand new start. Get away. I want you to stay and pray for a good day, even if it's not going your way. Just need to say, God, I'm sorry. It's this world's like living in safari. I'm trying to survive. And I know I'm living in sin. Lord, help me to stand up again. And I assure you, he will. You don't need to swallow those pills because you have prayer. Now that you're aware, you can meet and see God's beauty and things. But just so you know, you are his masterpiece. You are not overseen. You are loved and you have support from the one and only Lord. You are the cord. He is the anchor. You are the bread. He is the baker. You are the sinner. He is the forgiver. And whatever you endeavor, he will get you through the weather as long as you have faith. Because that is the base. Without faith, you don't know this religion. Life without faith just isn't worth living because Jesus had faith. He forgave on the cross that day with faith. And that's why we're saved. You're made forgiven. And that's why life is worth living. Now it's our turn to take a stand as we march hand in hand like a march band and the word of God is the song we play and maybe Liz will play that song that changes people's lives they begin to see Jesus sacrifice and that their lives truly matter that they are not a bother and they get to see the light of God the Father and they get saved and that's where we're made to show the bright to the dark world around us fight for faith to surround them because this world we live in can be a jungle gym but I know we will all make it because of him and that happiness we have from him will bring the lost in those who let their lights dim he will show us where to begin but if we do not do it imagine how many eternities will be ruined but that will happen because God is our captain he will help us make it happen so let's stand and cheer for we shall not have fear god is always here we will be a beacon of light to the people god puts in our sight and fight for more to join our band of eternal love and life wow <laughs> so awesome 
Yeah, and she's here right now. That's Emma Evans. That's awesome. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> Seriously, guys, I hope you let that sink in for a second. Let that sink in for a second. You can have victory. You need people around you, hand in hand like a marching band. <laughs> I love that. Seriously. We've been talking about banner, and remember at the beginning I mentioned how a banner wasn't necessarily a flag. Oftentimes it was a wooden pole or a staff. Can I tell you today that the cross is a banner? <laughs> Amen? The banner was used as a rally point. It's used to give direction to the masses. And the cross, when it was lifted high, claimed the victory. The cross is a banner. How awesome is it that because of what Christ has done, we can grab hold of his victory and apply it to our lives. So maybe you're here and you're not living in his victory because you have not surrendered your life to him. Let's not put that off anymore. Man, do it today. Open up your heart today. Invite him in today. Don't put it off. Surrender to God. Because here's the amazing thing. You need to hear this. And some of you who have been walking with God for some time, let this encourage you and let it remind you that if you want to wave his banner of victory, you have to first wave your flag of surrender. You have to, you have to say, God, this is, this is not in and of myself. It's all you. And then he replaces that with his victory. Let's bow our heads together. If you're in this place and you know that's you, and you feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart, and you've maybe felt it this whole service, don't put it off anymore. Come to Jesus. Open up your heart and start living and walking in his victory for you. So if you've not surrendered your life and your heart to him, would you just raise your hand? Let's make that right right now. That's awesome. Yeah, I see your hands. Praise God. I see your hand in the back. Awesome. Praise God. Anyone else? Anyone else in here? Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm going to say a prayer, and it's not my prayer saving you. It's your faith being placed in Jesus. So in this moment, would you open up your heart, invite Christ in. I'm just going to lead a simple prayer, but he wants to hear from you. So join me in prayer right now. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you that the victory is yours. Jesus, we believe that you lived a sinless, perfect life so that you could go to the cross as a perfect sacrifice to take on the sin of all mankind that anyone who places their faith in you would be saved. Lord, we believe you died there, but God, we thank you that you did not stay dead. You rose again so that we could have life, so that we could walk in victory. So Jesus, give us the strength we need to truly walk that out, to establish our hearts once and for all, that we are victorious because we belong to you. So we pray all these things in your name, Lord, and we love you. If you said that prayer, we encourage you to go out to the blue side of the tent when we dismiss so we can follow up with you, give you a Bible, pray with you more, whatever you need. If you're not able to go to the tent, you can email us at startingpointatthecoastlinechurch.com, but we would love to hear from you so we can walk this out with you, encourage you. Everyone, let's stand to our feet as we close together. 
maybe, maybe you realize as we explore this name of God, Jehovah Nisi, maybe you realize right now that the banner you've been raising in your own life is not one of his victory. Maybe the people around you are noticing more of what you're against. Maybe the people around you are seeing the banner that you're waving that is one of defeat. And Christ is inviting us today to grab hold of his victory and start raising that banner up and keeping it up. And when we feel tired, we're going to pray that God would have somebody close to us to help our arms stay up, to keep giving him praise. We're also going to pray that God would challenge us to be that for somebody. So let's bow our heads and let's agree together. Let's close in prayer together that the Spirit of God would just move our hearts to action today. Lord, we thank you so much for the victory, the victory that you've already established. God, allow us to walk in that. Lord, those of us who are struggling, dealing with different situations in life, God, you offer us victory. So God, help us to stop waving our own banners and God, help us drop all of that and just grab hold of who you are, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner, and help us walk in your victory, Jesus, because that's what you've called us to do. You desire to give us victory, God. Lord, for those of us who need somebody to come alongside of us, we're tired, we're weary, we feel like giving up. God, would you first encourage our hearts, but Lord, would you also place people around us, godly people, who will encourage us to help us keep our arms lifted in praise, to help us keep lifting up this name of Jesus, to help us keep walking in victory and not giving up. God, would you also challenge us to be that for somebody else? Lord, even today when we leave this place, God, maybe some of us need to make a phone call to be there for somebody, to encourage somebody. I thank you, Lord, that we're all in this together. We all get to live in your victory daily, Lord. So help us stop walking in defeat and help us start living in your victory. We pray all these things in the strong and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for what Jesus has done in hearts.